0: Hey, this is Leland B. Martin sitting here with Elias, and we're on the Man Cave Chronicles. I'm from Boomerang on BET. Holla at me. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, bro! Yo, I it! with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture oh yeah tv nice movies oh i love the movies comedy and more from deep inside the man cave your host elias
1: leland welcome to the cave hey how's it going how are you man what's new with you
0: Oh man, you know, just been isolating, doing doing a lot of isolating and more isolating and yeah. <laughs> just been sticking to myself, man, yeah. trying to stay safe and how healthy you, out here.
1: How how are you handling that whole isolation thing? Um,
0: you know, just trying not to go stir crazy right now, watching a ton of movies. Um, you know, trying to trying to do uh park workouts and, and uh a bunch of push ups and, and body weight workouts as much as I possibly can and watch movies and try to get creative um you know as much as possible
1: yeah but
0: go. it's tough man it's tough
1: i know i know we'll get through it <laughs> yeah we definitely <laughs> will we will see the other side That's trust right.
0: me I, I believe it
1: yeah. so you've been uh you've been busy the last few years you've done uh, various tv shows and films and you recently just returned for season two on beat he's boomerang and we'll talk about that but i want the listeners to get to know a little bit more about you where are you originally from
0: originally I'm from South Jersey. Um, I was born in Camden, New Jersey, but I was raised in 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 a place called Willingboro, New Jersey. It's right outside of Philly. So, you know, I'm not one of those Jersey folks that navigate, Towards New York, so I'm not a Knicks fan or a Nets fan or a Jets fan or a Giants fan. I'm a Philly fan all day, every day. Oh, Eagles man. all day, oh. every day. Sixers all day, every day. That's where I'm from. You know? <laughs> we're gonna
1: we're gonna have a problem. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Patriots fan. You guys got us a few years ago. No, Yo, <laughs>
0: yeah, you know what? I had a problem with you guys at first because you you got us first way way back. That's you know, right. in the Donovan McNabb days. You got one from us, so we just paid you back. That's all.
1: <laughs> so growing up, <laughs> growing up in that area as a kid, what were you into?
0: Uh, I was actually in the sports, man. Um, I was I was a huge basketball head. I mean, still am to this day. Um, you know, grew up watching Allen Iverson. You know, like I said, i was a Sixers fan. So that was around the time when I really, really started getting into basketball is when he came into the league. So, you know, basketball was my thing. Um, you know, in high school, I played basketball. I ran track. Um, you know, I uh, was, was heavy in the church, actually, back, um, you know, in, in high school. Um, so growing up, you know, those I was just a regular, everyday, you
1: know, athletic kid. Mm. Did, you, did you have any idea you wanted to get into the acting world or Were you that young?
0: None, none whatsoever uh, I, I mean, you know, I, I always thought those theater folks were a little weird I said, no, I'm, <laughs> I don't want to stay away from all of that uh, It was really uh, sports for me, you know And, um, you know, uh, academics and things of that nature I really, never really thought about acting whatsoever um, You know, it wasn't until later on um, I didn't start acting until I was uh, 23 going on 24 years old. Oh wow! You know, it wasn't until, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't until like after, um, college, I already had a college degree and was working in finance at Merrill Lynch. And, um, you know, that's when the bug actually hit me because, you know, I kind of felt like I I did everything like they taught me how to do. You, you go to high school and then you go to college. And then after that you get a, you get a a job in what you got a degree in and then you, you work, 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 work until, you know, you're retiring. And that's that, you know, with your, your two and a half kids and your picket fence. Um, but for me, once I got into that corporate world, it just uh, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me at all. Um, you know, And no knock to the corporate nine to five, but just my creative juices were, were still going and, and I had no outlet for it. So acting, when it came into my life, was like a breath, breath of fresh air.
1: Mm. How did you fall into the acting world? What was the first step that you took? Ah. So actually,
0: it's crazy. I did a, um, a fashion show. I went to my mom's church uh, one Sunday, and uh, these, these girls that were at the church were uh, over this fashion show that they were doing, and they wanted me to come and do the fashion show. And I, when I did the show, you know, I was liking all the attention that I was getting. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, you know, the, the, the lights, the cameras, and the action, the whole behind the scenes and everything like that. It was, I kind of, I, 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 I like that was my first taste of that particular world, and I liked it. So I remember, um, you know, I went back to work, and, uh, there was a, uh, deli that I went to for lunch and right next door to the deli that I went to, there was a, um, sign in the window, the storefront said casting. And I, I knew that it had something to do with acting and modeling. So I was like, man, let's go in there and see what's going on. And the lady was like, well, you don't have any experience. So I can't, um, I, I can't cast you in anything. I can't, you know, put you into that side of the business. But what I can do is I can give you lessons on Thursday, uh, Tuesday and Thursday nights. And I started taking lessons and, uh, man, it
1: just opened up a whole new world for me. Oh, wow. How would you describe the experience with the with the acting lessons? Um, you know, it, it was very interesting at first because I didn't know my left hand from my right
0: hand in the beginning. And, um, you know, I was just so happy to be there. But looking back on the initial uh, acting lessons that I was taking, I mean, she was she was teaching me a whole bunch of B.S. <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> the lessons in the in the very beginning, um, you know, it, it wasn't like solid acting lessons you know um but I, I still kind of fell in love with it and then i uh, went took started taking a, a class out in philadelphia this was casting director called his name's mike lemon and uh really started to teach me the the ebbs and ebbs and flows of acting and, and really how to uh you know to really tap into your emotional centers and and then it started to become cathartic to me and it really really started to um, you know, be something that I wanted to do. And what got me hooked on it was uh, about a few months into uh, my acting lessons, I actually went to audition for uh, this film called Alaska land. And um, it, it's kind of funny because the uh, director of that particular film is the also the director of uh, clemency. Um, she, uh, the director, her name is uh, Chinonye Chuku. Um, just won, um, I believe one of the, the, the highest awards you could win um, at, at Sundance and her, her film clemency got bought. Um, and was in theaters and 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 all that good stuff. But uh, she was actually the director of the first film that I ever did, and that's what really got me hooked. Because I was like, they're sending me out to Alaska and paying me and putting me up in a hotel, and I'm like, I get to do, I get to make money and play pretend.
1: Wow. Like
0: that's way better than my job. So that's what really, really got me hooked on acting was that first experience of of actually working on a project.
1: How uh, how awesome was filming a movie in Alaska? No, it was amazing. It was, it was
0: amazing for me. Um, it opened up a whole new world. Uh, I'd never been on a set like that before. I had never, you know, um, been just felt that important, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like to to the point where, you know, as an actor, you have these, these PAs running after you and, and the director. it just, it's just, uh, a, a, it seems like a, it seemed like a, a place of importance at that particular time. And, um, you know, it just it, it 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 hooked me in, man, I swear, because the experiences that experience was, was amazing for me. I had never experienced like anything like that before.
1: So was that um, was that like, your first, was that your first gig? That was, uh, yeah, that was my first gig. Oh, wow. That was my first gig. Um, it was the
0: first independent uh, thing that I had done. And actually, it's funny because I had to use all my vacation time because I was still working at Merrill Lynch. Yeah. Um, you know, at my nine to five. So I had to, it, it was like a three week. It was three weeks for me to shoot in Alaska, and three weeks was all I had for the year. So I put in for all of my yearly vacation time just to go and do it. And I remember after that experience, coming back to the cubicle, like, man, I hate it here. <laughs> I hate it here yeah. this so sucks man. You know, I want to go back to Alaska I want to keep working and that's what really fueled me to be like okay you know what this thing is for me so um, you know I remember uh, leaving Merrill Lynch and transferring over to Bank of America in Manhattan, New York and taking the trip from South Jersey all the way to uh, Manhattan two hours up and two hours back every night to work the night shift while I pursued my acting uh, career during the day um, and I did that, uh, I did that for a, a good year before, um, you know, moving out to Los Angeles.
1: Actually, that was my next question is when did you decide to do the big move to LA? The,
0: the big move to LA happened in 2013. Um, I got there in April 2013. I basically I, I, I packed up everything that I had, was rent a condo, um, you know, packed up all my stuff in the car and took a trip uh, across the country, man. And, um, you know, stayed on my friend's couch for about three months until, uh, you know, I found. Uh, steady wages and got on my feet, but um, you know, around that time, it was it was time to take that plunge and, and make that move. Um, you know, I started to get restless in, in in Jersey, and that that hike up to New York was really taking a toll on me. So, you know, once I saved up enough money to 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 make that move where I felt so comfortable, you know, I did it.
1: Hmm. So now, uh, I mentioned earlier, you star in BT's Boomerang. Yeah, uh, of course, that takes twenty six years later. Is that what it is after the original movie? Yeah, 26. 26- yeah, exactly, wow.
0: 1992 was the original So it started yeah, 26 years later With, so, this, with season one
1: yeah, So tell for the listeners that haven't seen the show Or anything, can you, give us give us a little Quick quick detail what the show's about
0: uh, The show Is a show about millennials um, It picks up with um, it, it picks up with Eddie Murphy and Holly Berry's character uh, You know, Marcus Graham Their daughter, uh, Simone Graham um, And it's her, her Group of friends with uh, Bryson Breuer Who's uh, played by Taquan Richmond and uh, Katana Jackson plays uh, Simone Grant. And, um, you know, it basically follows the kids of Eddie Murphy's character and Holly Berry's character and, um, you know, our friends. And it's like, it's kind of like uh, we called it in the beginning the, uh, the Black Friends. You know, uh, it's about millennials who have all different types of backgrounds that are seeking all different types of things. And it's a very odd friend group. Um, but you know, we're, we're tackling a lot of real issues within society. I mean, a lot of different facets of society are being represented um by the characters in our uh in our group. You know, you're talking about different sexualities and different ambitions and different career outlooks and all 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 different types of stuff. Um, you know, and in season two you'll you'll see a lot more of uh each individual's character's individual journeys. You saw in season one a lot of these Bryson and Simone uh, character arc as far as the the kids of, uh, you know the original characters and uh seeing their romance but in season two you'll see a lot more of you know every single character's uh character arc especially uh ari my character so uh
1: so tell us about your audition when you first went in there for this part yeah uh so actually
0: it was um you know auditioning for uh lauren gray uh out there in downtown los angeles and uh you know lauren and she was she was great. Uh, you know, it's it so interesting, my audition experience before that, because, you know, it, the, it, I, I'm, I'm learning that the resume gets you a little more respect in these rooms somewhat. You know what I mean? And uh, before you come into the room and uh, it was kind of like, you know, people wouldn't even necessarily pay attention all the time, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then uh, like, all right, next, you know. And, and as you build your resume, you get a little more time in the room, a little more time, a little more consideration. And, um, you know, by the time I got to Lauren, uh, you know, their, their casting office is just amazing. They, they, they took their time and allowed, allowed me to really work and rally, really settle into the work. And, um, you know, I thought it was an amazing audition. And, um, you know, maybe about a week later, they called me back. Um, and the next time they called me back, it was, uh, you know, I think it was a few of the producers in the, in the room um, as well as the casting directors. And then um, they called me back again. And uh, it was was the whole crew. It was Lena and it was Dime and it was Ben and it was Rishi. It was, uh, you know, Lauren Gray and and the the whole casting office. And, um, you know, they give you a series of scenes and you just got to, you know, knock them down. And, and, you know, I guess they they already chose me before they even did all the the chemistry tests and and the reads and things of that nature. Because they just sent my uh, audition to the the, the test. I didn't even have to go into the test because, you know, they already chose me by that point. I didn't even have to have to test but uh you know it was three uh definitely uh nerve-wracking auditions
1: for sure (laughs) (laughs) so you mentioned you play Ari how would you describe your character
0: um Ari's a wildfire he's a he's a a a wildcracker in the group he's definitely the 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 life of the party the the guy who you know um he's he's very unapologetic about who he is and and how he goes about his life and um You know, uh, season one, we saw it in his professional world to where, uh, you know, he's a director trying to make his way up, but he's also a party promoter, you know, and I kind of identify with that being the fact that I I worked at overnights for so long while I pursued my my dreams on the day. And that's really what Ari was into. Um, you know you see Ari uh you know trying to to pursue his directorial uh career and things of that nature while also balancing his own personal life and uh, in season two you'll see more of his like moral dilemmas and, and uh you know the things that he kind of gets caught up into as far as uh you know uh, uh stereo, the stereotypical world that he that he lives in versus the reality that he wants to see in his own life you know mm-hmm. um so he's a he's a complex character for sure mm-hmm. but he's, he's also you know comic relief in, in in the group
1: So how did you prepare for this role? Like, what kind of research? Did you go back and watch the movie? And then did you try to put your own input into this character?
0: Definitely. Definitely, um, you know, wanted to go back and watch the movie uh, and kind of just, you know, implement a little bit of flavor from all three of the the main male characters in the movie, from uh, Eddie Murphy to Martin Lawrence to David Allen Greer. You know, uh, pieces of each of those characters, I believe, are embodied within the three uh, male characters of uh, of our cast. So, you know, I wanted to go back and kind of, you know, touch on some of the things that, you know, some of the mannerisms that Martin had, you know, some of the smoothness that Eddie had, and David Allen Greer's sensitivity, you know, and kind of add that to Ari to make sure there was a familiar element to the characters in um, in our show, you know. So, um, you know, I watched the movie on over and over, but the thing about it is the movie for me was one of my favorite movies growing up and I mean I say that authentically you know not just because I'm part of the New Boomerang uh, crew I mean like in college that was on repeat for I me. Mean, that's one of those classics you know uh, so I was hella excited to, to to play the role and you know I watched it over and over again already so you know I had no problem watching it over and over and over again
1: and then you know wanted to add my own little
0: flair and flavor to it to make the character yeah. original
1: did you find any challenges uh, portraying the character
0: oh for sure for sure. For sure. I, I mean, um, you know, Ari, Ari sexuality itself, um, you know, can be a challenge, uh, to, to play and portray, um, you know, that not being my experience in real life, you know, it's something that, that, that can be a little harder for me to, uh, convey and, and add a, a little bit of a challenge to the mix, but, um, it's a challenge that I welcome though, because, uh, you know, I, I, I love the authenticity and the representation and, and what, what that character embodies and, uh, you know, just who that particular, who, who Ari is, um, you know, within the group and, and, and what he means, um, you know, to the, to the people watching. So, uh, you know, the the character definitely presents certain challenges, uh, within itself, but, um, you know, ultimately it's a rewarding thing to play Ari
1: Mm. all in all. Uh, how was it, uh, how would you describe the vibe on set and how was it working with the cast?
0: Oh man, it's a cool vibe. Everybody, uh, you know, I, I love my cast. Um, you know, we, uh, uh, the, season one was was a, a, a very cool, um, you know, getting to know each other vibe type of thing because we went out a lot and we hung out a lot because we had to build that vibe and, and everybody, you know, we have our own distinct personalities, but we vibe very, very well like what you see on screen is definitely what we, we bring to the table just personally, you know. And season two just, you know, added more of that flavor to it because we already knew each other. We were already used to hanging out, you know. So it was just like right back to getting in the groove and hanging out. So, you know, it was kind of we took those hangout vibes from, from, you know, going out and hitting the restaurants and the clubs and all that good stuff and brought that right on the set. And we just kind of keep that same vibe going. So, you know, it's all love and all respect. And, um, you know, it, it, it's a beautiful thing we got going.
1: How was it working with the creators of the show? Was
0: it Lena and Ben? Oh man, it was cool. It was cool. I I mean, you know, Ben is just a a really cool dude to start off with. I mean, fashionable and all the rest. And Lena, she's just a god, you know, she's, she's a boss. Uh, uh, I mean, I've learned so much from, uh, you know, being up under Lena and seeing how she hustles and seeing how she, you know, just treats uh, the people around her and how she inspires people around her. Like I'm, truly inspired by Lena you know she was very very hands-on with with season one and getting things going and and getting the group started with us and uh just learning so much from her I mean uh you know they really both of them set the tone um for us for the the show
1: I know Haley Berry is one of the executive producers has she put any input on the show like have you had a chance to encounter with her yeah
0: absolutely her name is her name is enough yeah (laughs) I mean, see, you know, um, you know, I, I've had uh, a few different encounters with her, and just in every every conversation that we've had, just you know, it's all love, and and you know, I, I learned a, a lot from just seeing how she goes about her business, and um, you know, the, the the grace and the essence that she carries herself with is is incredible, and I mean, just the fact that she lent her name to our our franchise, I mean, means so much because she's an icon. I mean, Holly Berry, yeah. you know, boys. From, from young young men to old men, of, all, all know that name. You know, we all got a, had a crush on Holly Berry at some point. So for that, I kind of figured to put her name and her stamp on, um, you know, our work and to give us that blessing with the Boomerang franchise. I mean, that means so much.
1: Did Eddie Murphy have any input in this, or did, was he not involved in this project? Um, not so far.
0: Not okay. so far, but we're, we're, we're looking for it. I mean, of course, you know, it, it's based on... Um, you know, so based on on boomerang and and things that you know he's entitled to, so so I, you know we have his blessing and things of that nature. But you know, I'm um, uh, you know he he wasn't involved in the first uh, the first couple of seasons, but so we would love to have him on board.
1: What do you think has been like your favorite moment on the show? Do you have like a certain episode or scene that your character was in?
0: Yeah, um, I think I think uh, episode seven of season two uh, will will be. Um, uh, a, a very comical episode for my character, uh, to say the least. But I don't want to spoil it, so I'll talk about something that has already come out. See, uh, episode episode two of season two, uh, the the Cheaters episode, uh, the, the episode where we were going through uh, the different synopsis and where I get to play Joey Greco from Cheaters. Um, I thought that was a hilarious moment, and I mean, I had I had a ton of fun playing that that particular uh, the, those particular scenes out.
1: So now, you know, you've been in the acting world for a few years now. What do you enjoy more? Do you enjoy more, like, auditioning in front of, like, directors and cast, or do you like doing self-tape? I hate auditioning. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I still, to this day, I hate going in the room. It's so nerve-wracking, man. I I mean, you know, I'll be honest. Like, for me, it's I got to get those first couple auditions out of the way you know before I just settle into it and I'm like okay cool I'm back into the group because you know like for example uh you know we go off to Atlanta for a few months and we'll work on Boomerang and then you know we'll come back and then by the time we come back uh it's around Christmas break so everything has been shut down and then you know you have uh, uh New Year's that comes around it. and then around close to the end of January that's when we're starting up with the policies and we're getting ready so by then you know I've been I haven't been acting for like a good maybe month and a half, two months. So that, that next audition that comes my way, um, you know, you got to, you got to kind of get the rust off a little bit, you know, and then hopefully you've been training on your own and doing your thing, keeping yourself sharp, but you got to get the rust off. And then, you know, every job, when you go in, you're seeing the people that are ultimately judging you, you know, and uh, that could be kind of nerve wracking. So I definitely look forward to the self tapes, you know, kind of get you more into the groove, but once, once I get into the audition groove, then everything is cool. And, um, you know, you just, you're just just floating. And, and either way, it, it, it works. You know, you're just working. Yeah. It's you versus the work.
1: So, be, like, before you go audition in front of people, do you have, like, a certain routine? Is there s- something you do before you go in that room? Like, you know, or, like, do you give yourself a little pep talk? Or, anything? you know, like, some people have some weird quirks.
0: Yeah, actually, well, to use a, uh, I, I use a quirk actually. Yeah? Um, I, I, yeah, I have a technique that I use. Um, I like to, well... First of all, I like to make sure that, you know, everything is, is clear, like my, my, you know, my jaw muscles are, are loose, you know, even my sinuses and my nose and all the rest. And my voice is warm and all that good stuff. And then what I'll do is also, uh, you know, I'll take like a cork maybe and, and, and put that, uh, you know, between my teeth and kind of talk with the cork so that my mouth is nice and used to, to opening wide when I speak so that when I take the cork out of my mouth, I don't have trouble enunciating because I've in the past had trouble, you know, dragging my words at that point. Um when I you know speak, so I get my mouth nice and open and ready to go and um you know, just mentally, I make sure depending on what the character is, I put myself in that mind state, you know, I use music a lot to get me there, um and of course, you know you make sure you're prepared, make sure you know your lines and make sure you you know you know your intentions and what you're doing and where you're going um but you know also not being so rehearsed that you can't move with the casting director when he tell you to to do something, but um, uh, you know, I like to a lot of times get quiet but uh, depending on the character you know it will depend on what type of music I may play to get myself into that particular mood um, but you know not be married to that mood either because you know they may ask you to switch it up and you got to be ready to kind of switch it at, at any point
1: mm. So you, we mentioned earlier you know you, you were working that whole 9 to 5 job thing and you knew it wasn't for you and you jumped right into the acting world what's some advice that you would give to somebody that you know after they talk to you and everything they tell you they want to get to the acting world what do you tell them?
0: I tell them to go for it. I tell them to absolutely go for it. If you feel like it's in you, you should do it. I mean, um, entertainers are needed, and we can see that more than ever now. You know, when we're all stuck in the house because we're social distancing, um, we need shows. We need entertainment. You know, our jobs are, are very important. So it's a meaningful job in society as we see now. So it, I think it's it's something honorable to pursue. And if you got it in you and you feel like you have that talent you should go for it. And I mean, the way things are expanding with technology and all the rest, I mean, shoot, nowadays you can do it from anywhere. Yeah. You can start your career right where you are. You know, you don't necessarily even have to be in LA to, to be a working actor. Um, you know, so, you know, start wherever you are, train. Uh, if it's in you, start to, to grow that thing, um, that passion within you and see where it goes. I mean, who knows? The sky is the limit. You may be that next big superstar that's and right. and uh if you don't go for it if you don't entertain that passage you'll never be that but if you do who knows, mm. <laughs> who knows? that's right that's
1: right do you have a you do, have, do you have like a dream role you want to play someday
0: oh man um I, I want to put on so many different skins man uh but you know just looking at it like looking at the The career of like a Will Smith or or a Denzel Washington. I actually want to play a bad guy. You know, I wouldn't mind being like a an Alonzo from Training Day. You know, oh, yeah. uh, I, awesome I got movie. I got a little bit of that in me. Yeah. Oh my god, man! Uh, epic performance and an epic movie, just period. And uh, you know, I think I got a little bit of that in me, and I, and I would love to show that to the world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, a little bit of that 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 stirs up in you. You know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so you you you, met, you mentioned Will Smith, and uh, like if you could star alongside somebody, who would it be? You think?
0: Um, it would be Will Smith.
1: Yeah. It would be
0: Will Smith for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, we're, we're a similar type when it comes to um, just delivering things of that nature. And I think it would be a kind of a, a cool little dynamic, you know, uh, a, a, a younger version and, a, and, a, and an older version. Well, no, I won't say older version, more uh, mature version. Um, you know, uh, you know, I I think that would be pretty dope to, uh, work with an icon such as that.
1: Mm. Where do you see yourself 10, 20 years from now?
0: Um, I see myself starring in big, major motion pictures, um, you know, feature films, box office, uh, action, adventure, love, thrillers. I I mean, um, just in demand, Mm. you know, definitely in demand, um, you know, having my own, Production company and, and and you know executive producing and um, you know projects and, and things of like that. nature, should definitely take it into that that next level. Um, you know, getting from from the the getting getting up to that A list. You know, that's that's the uh, that's the dream. And, and in ten years, I could see myself certainly doing that.
1: Have you done anything behind the scenes?
0: Behind the scenes, uh, I I produced before my own uh, smaller projects, web series, and things of the past. Um, for sure, but um, you know, looking to, to do it on a on a grander scale in the in the, in the future. Um, but
1: right now, just
0: kind of grooming myself and, and, and wait for that that next that opportunity to really um, you know get behind the scenes.
1: Yeah. Do you have any uh, any other upcoming projects that you want the listeners to know about?
0: Um, you know with right now just waiting to get back in that audition room to be honest with you i just did uh i did cherish today you can find me on that uh, uh on the own network uh produced uh and directed by ava duvernay um so cherish today is, is is out and you can see me on that particular show um you know but uh boomerang as soon as we finished uh you know with the premieres and the and the production and getting that off the ground and starting with auditions back Uh, everything kind of shut down yeah so uh just waiting to get back into the flow of things so that i can get onto that next thing to be honest with you
1: leland uh lastly how can the listeners find you on uh, social media
0: oh for sure everything is leland b martin so uh my full name l-e-l-a-n-d b as in boy m-a-r-t-i-n and you can find me on twitter leland b martin instagram leland b martin um and those are my social handles
1: all right leland this was fun thank you for coming on
0: man so much fun i appreciate you having me Thank you. that's a wrap that's a
1: wrap everybody
0: that's a wrap
1: thanks for listening to the man cave chronicles podcast
0: i finally get my man cave you
1: can find us on twitter facebook and instagram at the mcc podcast and our website the mccpodcast.com until next time